Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, you are going to love this company. We are covering today at Routific. It is one of the new up-and-coming leaders in this whole logistics space around routing. I can't even wait to jump in. You guys are going to love this conversation with my new friend, Suzanne Ma, um, who's one of our co-founders of Routific. Suzanne, it is so great having you on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Justin. It's so great. I love this space. I was sharing with you earlier, like I, my entire career, there's always been this like thread of logistics and supply chain, even in, in all different roles, whether it be in consulting or technology or on the business side. And so when I saw um, your company come across, I was so excited to jump in and, and hear about how you guys are like you're, you're in this route optimization space, which is booming right now. I mean, it's so important to anyone that's in the product world. So um, for those listening, that's that's our roadmap for Today we're going to unpack um, this company, understand what they do, how they're growing. Um, you guys are going to be fascinated by Suzanne's background. Um, I mean, because she didn't come up in this space, and so we're going to start with that. So, Suzanne, in doing my homework on you, I loved it. I I, I saw you had a bachelor's and master's in journalism, and then you were mm-hmm. in like media, right? You're a columnist for HuffPost. You've written a book on, called Meet Me in Venice. So here you are in that world, and now you're a co-founder in this like logistics world. So you got to start. <laughs> I love it. So how do you go it's from- It's crazy. I love it. How did you go from that space into being an entrepreneur? Yeah, it's really hard to connect the dots, so I can do that for you, but- So, as you mentioned, I was a former journalist and an author. Um, I spent about 10 years in newsrooms uh, across Canada and the U.S. And um, I really loved the exciting life of being a breaking news reporter. Sure. Um, I also wrote a lot about immigration. So, I focused on immigrant stories. I wrote a book about Chinese immigrants in Italy. Um, Super niche topic. Um, But what happened was, um, after, you know, a decade in a sort of corporate structure of a newsroom, um, I was really eager to sort of do something on my own. And my co-founder, Mark, who's the one with the actual logistics background, (laughs) um, he wrote his thesis. Yeah, he wrote his thesis on route optimization algorithm. Um, After graduation, he went on to work in corporate as well. So that's sort of what you do. You work as a logistics consultant. Uh, You work, uh, he ended up working at a bank. Uh, And so we're we're on this corporate track. And, you know, the parents are super happy that we're doing this. And we've got a secure job (laughs) with a secure salary. Um, but very quickly, you feel unfulfilled. I, know. I, don't, I don't know if you you get you understand. I, I think do. I think there All are a well. lot of entrepreneurs that do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, after it was very quick. I think after just a couple of years for Mark working in the corporate world, he said, "You know what? I really want to move the needle. I really want to make an impact." Um, and so he took his old thesis out, sort of blew the dust off it, and started co- recoding it. Wow. Um, so that it could be productized and available to the public. Um, and at that time, I had embarked on my book writing um, endeavor, and that sure. was entrepreneurial in itself. So I did it without a book contract, without an agent, and managed to sell it to um, 
managed to, to sell and get a contract and have it published wow. in the U.S. That's awesome. And what, That's not easy, book, by the way. Yeah, right? I mean. it's not. It's not. I jumped through a lot of hoops. Um, it was a great learning experience, but you know what? Books, um, it's its a labor of love. It's not going to pay the bill. <laughs> no, and totally. <laughs> <laughs> I, I start seeing, you know, Mark uh, working on this um, on this algorithm himself, and I start sort of helping out on the side. So I put up a landing page. I have no experience doing that. Sure. Landing page copy, crash course in SEO, and just sort of like <laughs> get this, get this, pro- this. Well, it's not yet a product, but get this idea out there. Oh. Um, and that's sort of how it started. And and you know we have four co-founders, um, and we all come from corporate backgrounds. So Mark, you know, oh. consultant, bank, myself from the newsroom. Uh, another one who worked at Microsoft, and then a, a fourth co-founder who worked in oil and gas. Wow. And all of us came together, um, sort of rejecting the corporate life, um, <laughs> much to the much to the fear of our our parents, um, right. and decided to start to start something from scratch because we saw so much potential, so much waste in the supply chain that this algorithm could actually solve. Wow. I love that. So for those who don't know, Routific, um, a leading route optimization platform that saves last mile delivery, businesses, time and fuel. Um, I thought it was fascinating just diving into this. So even more here today, the power and efficiency of the proprietary algorithm that's offered by Routific um, with the user experience makes this platform like one of the best on the market today and got a ton of investors. Talk about you mentioned four co-founders. Interesting. Do Do you each of you bring something a little different to the to the partnership and like how does that work yeah so um i you know with my background as a communicator and a storyteller um it made sense for me to step into the role of picking up marketing and helping out with sales where i could sure. um just getting the story of rotific out there for, for people to understand you know what we do and what's the pain that we solve for small businesses um, Mark is sort of a hybrid character, um, which is great for the CEO. So he, he was originally, you know, a, a software engineer, but he has a lot of business skills as well. So he straddles that, uh, in his role. Um, the other two, um, are, are CTO who has actually stepped down recently. Um, uh, his family's moving, uh, to another country. So he had to, uh, step down from his role at, uh, he's the fellow who worked at Microsoft. So Got he it. was very much focused on, on helping um, build out the the tech stack and uh, build build the team of engineers, and our fourth co-founder Andrew, who came from from oil and gas, is a very talented business development guy. He's dealt with uh, big com- big companies, small companies, and is very good at sort of navigating um, not only the sales world but sort of uh, our internal processes and making sure we're working as efficiently as possible. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and, and I always love to hear stories of co-founders and like what they each bring to a partnership because I mean, it's, it's hard to be the singular person writing the algorithm, being the marketing lead, being in having all those skills. And a lot of times you need help, right. To grow the business. And I, I think that's really cool how you guys have done that. Um, let's dive into Routific. So talk about what the platform does today and, and how it's providing an amazing service to some of your customers sure so i'd like you to imagine a delivery business a local delivery business so you're 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 in a city you're in a dense urban area and you need to deliver let's say fresh groceries to 500 locations all across the city with a fleet of 10 vehicles okay so you got 10 vehicles 500 places to go google maps is not going to solve this problem for you 
um, you can just sort of sure. <laughs> try it yourself right. and it, it will take you, it might take you a uh, half a day or more. Um, so the puzzle of deciding where, uh, which vehicle goes where and in what order while making sure that they're taking the most efficient routes is extremely hard. It's a, it's mental gymnastics, it's sure. complex mathematics. Um, and it's not meant for a human to figure out. Um, the reality is, though, that most businesses try to do it manually. So we surveyed over 11,000 small businesses and discovered that 72% of them are still trying to manually solve this problem of route planning. Um, Routific, that's where Routific steps in. So Routific is a route optimization platform built especially for small businesses. Essentially, we take the technology that a company like Amazon has and we put it in the hands of small to medium-sized businesses so that they can be as smart and efficient with their resources as a big company like Amazon. Got it. Well, and so helpful. I mean, for those that are growing a product business, I mean, one of the, and, and as you get into distribution, that's one of the biggest questions, right? Is how do you make the most, the best use of your assets or, um, and, and do delivery in a way that makes sense. And it's not easy. Now I'm, I'm guessing your algorithm though, requires all different types of data inputs and in sources to be able to yep. navigate, no pun intended. What does that look like? <laughs> Yeah, so in addition to just figuring out sort of the puzzle of the example of 10 vehicles and 500 stops, you've also got to sort of add in all these external factors, like when do your customers want the delivery made? So you know how cable companies call and say, we're coming between 9 and 5 today, you have <laughs> right. to wait at home for me? Absolutely. That's totally unacceptable right. <laughs> in, in this day and age, right? We, we don't have time to be waiting around for, for these deliveries and then, and then only to miss them because the, the buzzer somehow didn't go through. Um, so so you, uh, deliver, modern delivery companies need to be able to communicate a very specific time window for consumers, um, letting them know sort of, you know, a half hour time window of when they might make that delivery. Um, we're also taking into account sort of driver shifts, driver breaks. Um, there's wow. traffic involved. Um, there, there's also how, how much uh, your trucks can carry. So a load and capacity problem. All these different factors can be inputted into Routific, and we can help figure out the best route and the best timing for all your deliveries. Now, who are your customers? Like, who, as, as you got started, did you have a couple of kind of early customers that said, hey, we'll start using it and, and, um, and giving you some of our feedback and whatnot? What did that look like as, in the early days, I'll call it? Yeah, that, yeah, I have a lot of fun um, <laughs> thinking back about the early days because sure. it really was a wild, wild west, as I'm sure you know. Um, so what we did was, you know, we talked about throwing up that landing page and just getting um, sort of some awareness about the product and the problem we were solving. And then what we did was we just picked up the phone and started dialing. We started cold calling oh. um, and we started locally first. So this was when it was just Mark and I, um, the two of us, um, before we had a team. Uh, we started calling locally here in Vancouver, Canada, um, picked up the phone, looked at some local businesses that did deliveries, any kind of delivery at that point in time. We didn't have much of a focus. And we offered Rotific for free in exchange for feedback. Oh, ah, that's awesome. And, it's like uh, an offer yeah, for free and, in, in, in for a review or something for a, another consumer product. Yep, um, yeah, not necessarily review, but um, for feedback on how the product as it was which was very bare bones at the time, Got how it. it was working for them and sort of what features they would need to have in order for them to pay for this product. Got it. And I'm proud to say that the first guy I cold called, um, the manager of a, of a 
company that delivers reusable moving boxes. So if you need to move and you don't want to use those cardboard boxes, they bring these plastic reusable uh, boxes to you. You pack them up, you move to your new place, and they come and pick it up. So there's a lot of pickup and delivery logistics that you need to figure out. Wow. That company is is now is has been with us since the beginning, and they're they're paying. So it's it's kind of cool to see that um, it does stick, and that um, the companies that use Rustifics or grow with us. I love that. Wow, that's and then. I- um, how much of that input was driven back into your product development process and like, how did that work? And then was there like a, a kind of, I'll, I'll say an agile approach to like, give you know, now look, we've, we've now added this back in. What do you guys think? How did that work with your customers? Yeah. I mean, in the, especially in the early days, it was all about shipping quickly, sure. gathering feedback and iterating. Um, and that's, that's all we did. And we, we try to do that now, obviously um, the platform's a lot more complex. We need to be a little bit, more careful and less scrappy about the decisions that we make. Um, but it's, it's always about listening to your customers first, making sure you're building what they need and making sure that you're solving their biggest pain. Sure. No doubt. Um, and then as, as you were doing that and kind of building this initial base of customers and kind of involving them in the development process, which I think is amazing. When did you know that it was working? You know, was there a point where you're like, gosh, this is, you know, you're, you're getting good feedback. Customers like it. Others are, are coming in and interested. Was there a point where you guys were like, man, we've got some early momentum going here. Yeah, um, I could probably answer that question from a marketing perspective because there were these, you know, these one-off, these one-off uh, customers that we got through cold calling. But where it really started to ramp up was when the website that we put up got crawled by Google, right? Um, and it was SEO SEO optimized. Um, and of course, I learned all of this on the job, right? I, I didn't learn say, this in journalism school. You're the expert. So now. it was just, <laughs> yep. I just like hacking my way through it, seriously. <laughs> And um, so traffic starts picking up, organic search. And we start, we have a free, we have a seven day free trial with no credit card required. So people can just sign up um, literally in a minute and, and see the value right away. So when people started seeing that value and then then upgrading with their credit card after the seven days, and we started to see those kind of snowballs. For a long time, the line was flat, to be honest, Justin. And then all of a sudden, it started to pick up, and we could attribute it to that organic traffic. Wow. That's when we started to realize that it was working. That's really cool. Um, it's, it's awesome and, and, and so important, right? I mean, it's a small thing like that that some people assume um, or overlook, realize that that could really drive business. Now, um, where do you guys fit in the marketplace? Like, What does the overall market look like in your world? Yeah, so we are we are focused on the SMB market, so the small to medium sized businesses. Um, we we see a gap in logistics software. So you have like large sort of enterprise solutions that are very expensive. They can cost tens of thousands of dollars. Sure. Large corporations tend to get these consultants to implement sort of on prem, <laughs> right. big yep. clunky solutions. Um, and then you know we don't you have a bunch of free tools that sort of do a little bit more than Google maps. So you could get by if you're just sort of starting your business, but there's this whole middle market that isn't filled. Um, I think the SMB market is very fragmented. I think anyone who works in this space understands that uh, it's hard to, to understand um, sort of how to capture the market in, in one place, one watering hole. Um, but there is so much potential for it. I mean, everyone's, wanting to support their local businesses. 
um, there's there's lots of interest in in um, supporting those small businesses that are trying to do local deliveries instead of always ordering from from the big guys sure. uh, like Amazon. Absolutely. Um, but these but these SMBs don't have access to affordable solutions. And so that, I think, you know, it, it was a strategic business decision to go after the SMB market after looking at the landscape. But it's also something that came from our hearts. Um, sure. Just understanding that small businesses are the heart of every community. Um, without them, you know, our local economies couldn't survive. And being able to help these small businesses um, carry out deliveries and sort of grow their business, especially in this time of COVID where home delivery right. is, so is everything. Is yep. ev- you can't survive without a home delivery That's business, right. many of these businesses. So being able to help them has been a, a very rewarding. That's so cool. Um, what are the keys to growth in terms of where you guys are now, like in, in terms of building the business? Like if you looked over the next six to 12 months, what's the, what are your top priorities? Our top priorities um, for the next six to 12 months are actually to um, focus a little bit more. So as I mentioned, when we first started, we were um, sort of just targeting any kind of delivery business. Over the years, we zoomed into SMB, which is still quite broad. Um, And now, especially with the COVID situation, we're seeing a huge surge in food delivery. So we're talking about grocery delivery, um, meal prep delivery, so people people delivering food to homes. And um, so many of these businesses have have popped up um, and really need a solution. And so we are very much focused on building a product um, that will really fit this particular vertical. Wow. That's pretty awesome. And what what's made you narrow down, narrow your focus, I'll call it, into that vertical? Like, what are the, some of the inputs that have gone into that decision? Yeah, I mean, we, we've been watching very carefully through the numbers coming in. Um, we have, we survey our customers in terms of what kind of space they're in, what kind of things they deliver. And we've been doing a lot of research in, in the space for quite a while. Um, and Especially when the pandemic hit, we saw that there was such a surge in demand for this type of business. Um, we've also seen that um, these businesses are are growing. So, as not only new businesses prop, uh, cropping up, but existing businesses actually being overwhelmed with demand. So, with wow. uh, having so many deliveries, they can't handle it. Right. Um, and so, we we really see an opportunity here. So, for the for the short term anyway, we're, we're going to run a few, run quite some experiments in the next few quarters, um, directly related to the grocery, um, delivery mm, space. That's awesome. Very smart. Yeah. What a uh, great space to be in so much growth potential. Like you, like you said, you know, and, and if you read any of the trade publications, if you're looking at route planning or logistics, it's always kind of focused on the, the mega players, both on the technology side, as well as on the business side. And so I, I do think there's such a opportunity in this, um, smaller, medium sized market. Market. That's awesome. Um, you know, you're a co-founder, and you guys have had a lot of lessons learned. I'm sure in the in the early stages of building this company. What would be you know two or three of the key lessons you'd share with our audience today? <laughs> um, yeah, there's so many, but the first thing that comes to mind is, and this might resonate with you, Justin. Sure. Finding a good co-founder. Right. Uh, <laughs> co-founder breakups are the number one reason a company fails. Wow. Okay. And, I don't know that I knew uh, that. That's I could see that, but wow. Yeah. It's so key. Yeah. Right? I, and I can, 
absolutely. I mean, you're going to be living and working with this person day in and day out. Um, in my case, it, Mark, Mark and I are married. My co-founder and I are married. So we are literally together all the time. Um, and if you can't, if you don't have a solid working relationship, it's just not, it's not going to happen. And the most important thing for finding a good co-founder is really about communication. Sure. Communication is key. Totally you need right. to be completely transparent. Um, you need to always be sharing what's on your mind, both in terms of your thinking and your feeling. Um, so the other person knows where you are. Um, yeah, I mean, other than finding a good co-founder, um, the other thing that comes to mind is building a, a culture first company. Mm, so what I mean by that, that is, thank you. Love yeah. That. So it's something that we've done from day one at Routific. Um, in fact, even today, when we screen for candidates, uh, when we're hiring, we screen for culture first. So we, the first meeting is usually like a coffee or the, this day and age phone call. Right. And um, even, even before we do a skills test, we talk about the core values that we hold personally and professionally. And we make sure that those core values are aligned before we even move further in the, in the process. Got it. Um, and, and by focusing on culture and making sure that, you know, everyone's on the same page in terms of sort of their life mission and, and what work means to them. Uh, you sort of, you unleash that potential like from the very beginning sure. when you meet somebody. And as a result, we've been able to, to build a wonderful team um, of warm, quirky, <laughs> nerdy, optimistic, and hardworking uh, people who are very interested in making an impact, a positive impact on the world. Um, and those, those are the types of people that we attract to Routific, wow. um, because it's not just a, you know, a rep optimization solution. Um, <laughs> it's, it's something that helps small businesses, um, do the impossible, <laughs> as that. some might say. It's something that helps them reduce 40% on their gas and therefore cut, cuts their carbon emissions in half. You know, like this, this is like real world impact, impact and people are drawn to our yeah, people are drawn to the company for that reason. And so by attracting these people and the, this kind of cohesive team, we're able to get things done a lot quicker when we're all aligned. I love that. Um, I probably have one more. Oh, good. Um, and that, that's probably like more, a more personal sort of sure. piece of advice. And it comes from my background. Um, basically, I tell a lot of young people who come to me for mentorship, I say, you can do anything if you have a good head on your shoulders and a willingness to learn and jump into the deep end. So, you know, how I didn't have a background in marketing right. and I could have just said, or tech, right? And I could have said, well, I don't know anything about coding and route optimization right now. So how can I help? Um, those aren't the right questions. You know, right. so much can be self-taught these days. You go no online question. and you can teach yourself. No question. And there's really no excuse when someone says, I don't have the skills. I can't do this. No. Really, the only thing that's stopping you from learning something new is yourself. So I tell people that, you know, the startup world is very forgiving. As long as you've got the right attitude and you've got a good head on your shoulders, you can, it sounds corny, but you can really do whatever you want. I love that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I've, you could also flip that around and say, if you're interviewing with a company and they're shortchanging you because of a lack of a skill here or there, you know, they, they're shortchanging themselves in not getting you a, as a potential 
um, you know, person in their organization. Because like you said, you can pick up other skills. Nobody has every 100% of every skill that they could need for a role. And there's just so many ways to pick up um, and learn. And I love that idea of jumping into the deep end. I mean, the only way you'll learn is stretching yourself. And then once you stretch, you can actually take on more down the road. I mean, I, I think that's so powerful. I love that. Yeah. Um, this is so great. I'm, anybody listening is probably like, I want to go work there. Um, I love the culture piece too. Like, I mean, geez, why don't we all make good decisions based on culture? Man, I've made some poor decisions based on that. I mean, and I'm, I think I'm pretty smart, but, um, but we all do. Um, sounds like you guys are doing great. Share with our audience where they can find you guys, how they can connect with you, learn about your solution, et cetera. Sure. So the best place is to go to revtific.com. Um, but we're also on social, so you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Love it. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Susan. I can't wait to see your business grow. I know um, there are great things in store, especially in this market. Love to have you back on down the road. Um, you, I know you'll have so many more stories even to share as you guys grow and evolve into other spaces. So I really appreciate you making time for the podcast. Thanks, Justin. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.